Welcome to the Forking Healthy podcast, a place where two sisters have cheeky chats about everything natural health and wellness. I'm your host, Jenny Soder. I am also your host, Cheryl Barecki. Together, we hope to inspire, entertain, and motivate you with our knowledge and decades of experience in the natural health and fitness industry. So if you're ready, let's get Forking Healthy. Holy fork, it's episode six already, and this new series promises to be a gooder. Have you ever wondered what health and holistic coaches hear over and over again? Tune in for the first of our coaching client confession series titled, But I Already Eat Clean, where Jenny and Cheryl spill the beans on this common phrase. Learn about measuring healthy eating, the never-ending journey of individuals' health, and a sneak peek of a typical clean eating day from both Jenny and Cheryl. Do you catch yourself using the phrase, but I already eat clean? All right, Jenny, we're jumping right into fast fork and five. Are you ready? I am ready. Do clients always spill the beans to you right away? L- literal beans or what are we talking <laughs> about? Here? Telling the truth about where they're really at. No, they, um, I do an initial intake form on that asks what they eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that never matches up with their food journal. <laughs> Are clients embarrassed when you ask about bowel movements? Um, typically men, but not usually women. Interesting. What's the funniest photo a client has ever sent you? Oh, <laughs> I have a no lot names, of no names, no names. <laughs> I have a lot of bowel movement pictures and diapers. <laughs> <laughs> If you, do you clean or, or wash dirty foods and does that make them clean after? Oh, <laughs> it, it makes them clean in some regards. Um, <laughs> but generally the foods that I do clean are clean anyways. Yeah. So, so yes. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, is coffee included in a clean diet? Not according to me. No, no, (laughs) not at all. I love that coffee was in there. So far, this is another coffee little hint in there. Okay. I am ready. Are you? Oh, I'm so ready. What is the most common issue you see in clients' initial nutrition journals? Oh, I would say um, actually the quantity of food that they're eating they're eating really low quantity and really low quality (laughs) okay what is your favorite clean food that changes all the time um but i would say spinach Mm. raw cooked all the ways i love it (laughs) as go my, I love it. Uh, in my smoothies, I love it. Just in a salad. It's just so versatile for me. When would you say you started eating clean? Well, as you'll find out, as we talk in this podcast, I hate the term clean because is there such thing as dirty foods? (laughs) Um, but, uh, I would say, um, in my mid twenties, that early to mid twenties. And what percentage of people 
that say they eat clean actually do? Oh my God. I would say 25%. I would agree with that. What do you usually, what do you usually work on first with clients when it comes to nutrition? Oh, I work on, um, I work on breakfast and color. Those are my two go-tos, breakfast and color. Sweet. So, okay, before, before we go any further, we, we probably should explain a little bit about what yes, client confessions are. So do you want to, do you want to explain the intention behind this? Yeah. I think when we were talking about, uh, topics, we really realized that we have, uh, we wanted to do the series on confessions of clients, things we often hear or common themes we hear from clients, um, because we have so much overlap where we're hearing a lot of the same things and, um, we wanted to expand on those and really bring to light common phrases. And this first one be that we wanted to jump into was, but I already eat clean. We hear mm -hmm. that often. Yeah. And I mean, so can you explain what eating clean means to you? <laughs> um, I remember the clean eating fad diet era. Um, I, cause I have this, I think I might even still have the clean eating cookbook. Oh, yeah. And that was, if you remember that era, it was, it was really big and it was really a fad then, um, with many variations, I think then have that have expanded. And now people just use that word clean as, uh, you know, in quotations clean, and it could mean many things. When I think of clean eating back to when the era and fad started, it really encouraged you to avoid eating, you know, processed or refined foods and getting the majority of your diet from whole foods. Mm -hmm. What do you, where, when you hear clean eating, what do you think? Well, I, I, I also think back then that they also said, you know, this, this was the turn of the eat margarine rather than butter. And it started to give the bad name to like whole foods, which butter comes, you know, is considered, well, I consider it to be a whole food yeah. and then we're turning into a plastic, right. And this yeah. is better because I make it in synthetic. Um, but clean eating for me is when I see a variety of foods that really have one ingredient, that food itself, mm -hmm. right? Uh, rather than being a packaged or boxed type of food product. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and I wanna say that, uh, as I alluded to at the beginning there, that the clean term bothers me because it is, um, I think it's just created, it creates this platform for labeling. And that really does bother me a lot in the work that I do with clients, labeling foods, um, good and bad and dirty and clean can be a real slippery slope because uh, food is fuel. And what is optimal fuel is really what we're after. And that is a never ending journey, which we're going to talk about that sort of those metrics. Um, but labeling those things can also create disordered disordered eating and um, some slippery slopes where you become very restrictive as well. And, and finding that balance, in my opinion, requires us to step away from a lot of that labeling. A hundred percent, you know, and I think that especially people, when they look from the outside into what we do on a, you know, as a, for a living, and how we are in this industry, they think, oh, well, you must eat. Like, 
hundred percent. Like you would never yeah. touch McDonald's or you would never have a Reese's pieces, you know, yeah. every now and then. Um, and I think that it's how we approach things on a daily basis and, and, you know, the food for function, right. Yeah. Um, and nutrients versus anti-nutrients and, you know, how that it, it, it changes. Right. So, you know, when we were creating and talking about discussing this, I think it's when I want to also bring up the fact that, you know, but I already eat clean. When is that said in our environment? And like, when, when is that brought up? And, and I think often when we, well, I can speak to for myself in my practice, when I'm taking a look at, for instance, in one of my services for bioscan assessments, if I'm taking a look at and doing an organ scan of someone and their stomach is off, for instance, right. And is stressed and they say, and I ask them questions. Oh, do you consume this? Do you do this? What do you eat on a daily basis? And they say, Oh, well, I already, I, I eat pretty healthy. I eat pretty healthy. <laughs> That's pretty common thing. Yeah. And you know what? I, I talk a lot about metrics, you know, when I need to get as specific as I can with people. And so it's based on metrics, right? So if someone comes into me and they say, I eat pretty healthy, well, they could be eating extremely healthy based on what they did eat a year ago, five years ago. And, yeah. you know, someone may be eating, you know, I may go see a practitioner and they say, oh, you think you're eating healthy, but you're not because they're on a totally different metrics. And so this clean eating, um, our definition of what eating healthy will change as we grow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so how do you see that kind of transforming that, that, uh, healthy eating piece? Well, and so many different ways, like you say, um, you know, I've always used that metrics piece that you taught me years ago. Um, and I use that as an example still to this day with clients where um, you, we always use that craft dinner as an example, you know, someone eating, you know, KD might be over at one end of the ruler and then, you know, shifting that to like Annie's craft dinner and then shifting that to homemade mac and cheese and shifting that to zoodles, you know, that where, where do you lie in, in those um, metrics um, and someone who eats Annie's, maybe I'm, I'm eating clean. Um, mm -hmm. And like you say, because they've improved. Um, for me, it's all about finding where they land on that metric first. And yeah. I don't always see it right away. If I, of course, if I'm working one to one with a client, I see they're tracking right away. And then what, regardless of what they told me on their intakes forms, I, I can see right away what, where they lie on that ruler, so to speak. And then how do we progress them through that? But someone who's working with me in a capacity of say, just macro coaching, I take their word for it. They tell me I'm eating healthy. I'm eating clean. <laughs> then I say, okay, but if, if, um, and I believe them and I trust that, that they feel good enough about what that means to them. And if they wanted to push it, they would move to one-to-one -one where we get more customized. But if, um, if their progress is constantly stalled, then I will consistently bring that to their attention that it is a constant moving guide that's never ending. This mm -hmm. is not, there's no destination to I eat healthy or I eat clean. I already eat clean. There, there's no end game here. You can always do something differently. And that better supports your body, whether that be because your body 
changes um, due to different seasons and due to different ailments or due to XYZ because our environment is ever changing, our world is ever changing, um, or your goals are ever changing, you can always do something. And what we once considered to be clean is completely different. And I think that also from a coaching perspective, I mean, think about when you first started, you know, training with people or coaching, what you told them or what you share with them knowledge-wise is completely different than what you share today, which will be completely different a couple of years from now because the industry and our knowledge is changed and our what is available to us is it changes so fast. So not only do people change and their goals change and where they're at change, but so does the industry. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Everything shifts. So tell me about what types of things that you see that tells you that people are not eating clean. Um, well, plateau in progress is, is huge because obviously I work with a lot of people that are after performance gains and fat loss. And so when things progressively, you can do a lot in with the quantity of food that you're eating and manipulating that. Um, but it will only take you so far, which we talked about in previous podcasts. And so if they consistently have a plateau in progress, I know that, um, something is off as far as their um, level or of clean eating or healthy eating or how much they're, they're pushing that on a consistent basis. So honesty and tracking is really a huge thing. Is it, are you being honest with yourself? Are you being honest with me of what you define as clean eating and how much you're willing to push that? And also the foundations, like it's a red flag um, for me that, um, you know, if some of those pieces aren't there, um, and we need to go back to some of those foundations that, um, you know, they just think it's enough. I've done enough. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, I eat clean. It, it's enough. And I, I've stalled that sort of progress. We need to go back to some of those really critical foundational pieces. Um, and then, so when I see those two things off, then I know that some, it's a red flag. What, yeah. what about for you? What, what sort of patterns and things do you see that lead you to believe that they aren't eating as effectively as they could be? Well, I see a lot of breakfasts that are just carbs and fats. So Mm -hmm. we have peanut butter and toast. We have milk and cereal. We have things like that, that are just not nutrient dense. They're just bleh, they're white, right? Um, I see a lot of takeouts. So a lot of people say, okay, well, I had a salad from McDonald's or a Tim Hortons. So it wasn't really takeout. It was just food on the go. Right. Um, I see little to no food. It's like, um, did you fill in all your meals for the day? It's like, yeah. I'm like, how are you, how are you surviving? You cannot thrive on that. Um, and no emphasis on quality of food or diversity, right? So if I see, if I took a look at what I ate to prepare for fitness and figure competitions years ago, I would not say that's clean eating at all. It's just because it's the same thing every single day, right? 12, 15, 20 weeks at a time, you manipulate the portions a little bit, you eat a whole lot of junk food on the weekends, and then you come back to the days. Yeah. Yeah. So what does a typical like clean day look like for you? 
That change. I'm I'm all about diversity, but I'll give you a few examples of kind of things that I'm eating now that I'm loving. Yeah. Um, so my first meal of the day is usually post-workout. So I will get up and have my hydration and workout. And then I'm I'm really a savory breakfast lover mm-hmm. rather than sweet. So I'm usually right now I'm loving chicken congee. <sighs> so good. It really sustains me and keeps my energy levels really stable throughout the day. Um, and then for a snack, I love, um, something like I've gone back to wild rice cakes, wild rice. And so I'll put some avocado or smoked salmon or hard boiled egg on there. Um, or have like a little tiny like smoothie on the side just for some extra nutrients for lunch it's usually roasted veggies or a soup with protein as it's getting cooler out and then for dinner it's always an emphasis on vegetables and protein and uh we'll we'll often have i'm not huge on heavy grains uh for sleep for myself i feel much Mm -hmm. better um with just root vegetables or squashes or, um, I'm not even doing quinoa or rice right now. And so it's potatoes, usually roots. What about yourself? What's a typical day right now for you? Yeah. Again, I always change. I'm always exploring new ways, new configurations, which is uh, totally a different life. But right now I'm actually only eating two meals in one snack and it's um, it just, it, it is working um, for me right now. And so um, I'm only a morning more warm beverage person right now. And that is like uh, any sort of tea or a coffee with um, like oat milk and pure stevia, like that's kind of it. Some turmeric, those sort of things added in, maybe some matcha. Um, and so warm, warm drinks are big for me first thing in the morning and, and then and hydration, that whole hydration piece. Um, and so I have a mid morning, um, smooth, I'm still into smoothies, which I kind of go off them usually. And I did for the, um, fall and now I'm back into them more, I think out of convenience. So I have a smoothie that's packed with greens and berries, um, and, um, protein, vegan protein powder. And then I have, uh, with that right now, like for instance, um, Uh, like yesterday I had farm fresh uh, fried eggs with um, some homemade, a piece of homemade sourdough um, with some sprouts, like alfalfa broccoli sprouts that I sprout myself with some greens. Like I still have some kale from the local market and some cherry tomatoes that I've, I warm up all of those. So I like that balance of the warm savory piece with my um, colder smoothie. That's almost like a dessert for me. Like I say, I'm into this bigger meal piece Um, and then I have a snack and that's usually like later in the afternoon and that's, um, around my sort of workout time that can be like a homemade, um, bar, or if I'm in a rush, an RX bar and usually some kombucha because that's surrounding my workout. And then dinners for us are, um, really depend on the day, but any, like usually like, a. Uh, you know, we get farm fresh chickens and I'll put it, throw it in the Instapot and throw roasted vegetables in the oven. Um, we usually have an array of like three different veggies, at least at dinner. And that's our focus as well. Veggies and protein um, for the most part and nice, healthy oils on it, those sort of things. And I like to cap things off dinner wise. It's like a 
the five, I have the five mushroom um, hot chocolate right now from Har Harmonic Arts. So I like to have something soothing, warm, cap it off, um, almost like a little bit of, of a dessert. And that's sort of like what a clean day. Now, do they all look like that? Of course not, but like that's a typical piece these mm -hmm. days. Mm -hmm. And so for those people listening that are starting to transition or wanting to transition into eating a cleaner diet, um, two words that I don't like, diet and cleaner, <laughs> a healthier nutrition palette or plate, yes. then what two things would you, where, do, where do you start? Um, for me, I need to know a starting point. So that's why tracking is such an important piece of the puzzle for me, because I want to, I, I think a lot of people will say I eat healthier, I eat clean, and they don't actually know. And then when they see mm -hmm. it, and then we can see it and go over it together, that can be a really big wake up. That's my, the, that's honestly, the was the biggest takeaway to me starting my macro counting journey was the awareness piece. And um, so that piece is, I would encourage people to, um, you know, do those sort of things, things like the seven days to macro course, it, it can just help you be aware of why are you actually are so you can make a game plan. How do you know where you want to go if you don't know where you're starting? And then color is such a, a good place, I believe, for people to start. Um, we do this challenge and in, in the up level, the macros course, because um, we do a lot on variety and diversity when we're looking to push things to the next level. And it's like a 50 food challenge in a week. And, and you, you're striving to get 50 different foods in a week because like for some people like you and I, that would be very difficult at all. Mm -hmm. um, but for some people, that's really challenging because yeah. they are eating the same things over and over again. And, um, and that can be a really just a great place to start and, and, and color ties into that so much. I get my base foundational clients to um, start with adding in three to four colors in every single meal or snack. It's, I, if we were doing client confessions, like the, the sequel, it, it would be, but I already eat healthy. And then we get them to track and they're like, oh, well, that's not a typical week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Or holidays, right? Like coming right. on this holiday time, there's always something. It's like, yeah. oh, well, I went to a friend's last weekend. Yeah. Oh, where it was my birthday. Oh, where yeah. it was. And I'm like, you realize you've been giving me those excuses for the last of six months of why yeah. it's not typical. And what about you? Where do you get clients to really start? Um, really, I like people to start educating themselves on what ingredients are, right? To take yeah. a look at so the good. labels, to become familiar with terms. What does organic mean? What does non-GMO mean? What does natural mean? You know, um, what kind of greenwashing, you know, terms are there to try and sell you versus is it really worth it? So educating yourself about ingredients and starting to read. Um, and the second, this is the place where I always get people to start is that we, it's always about small steps and progression forwards. And so I say, okay, when you go grocery shopping today, I need you to separate your groceries just in the cart packaged versus produce, right. Yeah. Or packaged versus one ingredient, Right. And then over time, slowly shift what you have in there to be ingredients only versus food products. Yeah. And so 
this package to un unpackage. And when I say package, it, it doesn't include like rice or quinoa and it's just is quinoa, but you still have to look, right? You're going to buy pickles. You get a lot more than you bargain for Then It's not just like cucumbers, right? Polysorbating. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> dyes and sugars and all this crap. And so reading the labels and just starting to slowly shift the ratio of the the um, packaged or the fake food versus the real food, the food that's pulled out of the ground or uh, created or thrived on the ground, right? For sure. And I think, I think um, people just need to remember that it, um, remind themselves that it's a never ending journey. And if they want to continue to um, benefit their overall health that, but I already eat clean, isn't a beneficial statement for them because there's yeah. always work that like we still do work like 100%. years into our journey we're still doing work day yeah. in and day out yeah. um and and every coach i know that it is doing that and if they're not they should be and mm -hmm. so i think all of us just need to remember that it is not a, a sprint it is a never-ending walk i agree we do have cheese whiz in our fridge it's not open, but um, Mike's for your squirrel. No, Mike's mom oh. bought it for him because he used to love it. I don't even know. He used to eat it some weird with jam on toast. Disgusting. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Anyways, it's in our fridge. It hasn't been open, but it'll be good because it'll be it'll stay there for about twenty years and just not not go bad but anyways take pictures every I will. year yeah of what it looks like <laughs> it will have changed for sure okay what a great finale cheese finale. yeah cheese whiz <laughs> okay for tuning in everyone thank you for tuning in to the forking healthy podcast if you want to stay up to date on future podcasts make sure you follow us on spotify and subscribe to our youtube channel in order for us to get into more ear holes, we would love for you to take a moment to share this episode or leave us a review. That's it for now. Fork and rights. <laughs>